Welcome, one and all, to episode four of the DTC Podcurst. This is your host speaking, Darkness the Curse, and with me tonight is, of course, Teddy on the spot, Mr. Photographer himself. He isn't a photographer. Um, and returning from the first episode because he's been too busy with his cool new friends, I assume, is Kane Oblivion. How you doing, Kane? Hello. Doing okay. You may find these fo- fine folks on social media. Teddy is on both Twitter and Teddy on the Spot at YouTube, and Kane doesn't do anything, so don't don't even bother looking him up. You'll never find him. He is but a mysterious ghost. Honestly, I'm not even convinced Kane physically exists anymore. I don't. That's right. I'm a figment of all of your imaginations. And 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 for this episode, by viewer request. And I was kind of surprised by this. We are discussing the entirety of the Metroid series. <laughs> now, did one of you idiots um, pull up the uh, oh, game list? I got it. Because that would be really convenient for me. Though uh, no, I, no, I believe I can definitely know where to start. Much Metroid. like our Zelda episode, and our Castlevania episode for that Metroid matter. game list in order. Here we go. Alright, got it. We seem to be stuck on the NES for whatever reason. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is the exception so far. <laughs> um, because now we're discussing the original Metroid, just called Metroid, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. It was a it's, good game for its time. I hate that it's fucking game. Old. I hate it. I hate it so much. Teddy's young and dumb. I Doesn't played understand. it when I was a little kid. And You're I the it. same guy we just had this argument with the about the original Zelda. Though I will concede, I will concede, the original Metroid has aged so much worse than the original Zelda. Yeah, I, mostly for the fact that it is infinitely harder or easier i feel to get lost in the original metroid there are like no distinguishing land- landmarks whatsoever there's even less of a map than in zelda Pretty and that much. one already didn't have much of a map yeah like, in, like in, in zelda it was just like a couple of like square grids in the top left corner but in metroid yeah no you don't get dick metroid get did introduce nothing. a lot of cool ideas you know the idea of uh you know it's at its core, it's a side-scroller. But the idea of, like, it kind of... It kind of enters this, you know, the, the realm of the adventure game where it's like... It's like it's it's almost, in a weird way, the original Metroid is like a bridge between the original Super Mario Brothers and the original Zelda, where it's a side-scroller where you can jump and, you know, attack enemies and stuff like that. But also, it's open, where you have to explore and look around and stuff. Um, And... Like, I, I respect it for what it did. I mean, it started one of the, you know, most legendary series, you know, in gaming history. I mean, Metroid is, you know, one of Nintendo's core franchises, I would argue. Definitely. Um, but, uh, but it, 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 unlike the original Zelda and the original Super Mario Brothers, I feel that the original Metroid is not as good to to play today as it used to be, I, I Teddy's not completely wrong when he points out that it's it, it's it's confusing. 
Like there's, you know, you know, it's a it's a guide game nowadays where it's it, like it is, it is very much a guide game. It, I was only able to get through that game with a save stating and b a walkthrough I found on YouTube. You cheated. Yeah, I, I fucking I. You cheated. I, I I look no shame whatsoever. I I don't like the original. I'm shaming Metroid. you. I'm shaming you right now. Yeah, well, your shame means nothing to me. So anyway, um. <laughs> Kane, your thoughts? <laughs> so my my big issue with the original Metroid um, isn't even just that it's a guide game because I I do I do think it's less of a guide game than Zelda to a point because at least at least with the original Metroid, like yeah you can get lost but you're in a corridor, like you always know that you can go in a direction. There's always a a line for you to follow. Whereas in Zelda, it's a lot more open. But more specifically, what I think my big issue with with the original Metroid is, is them floaty controls have aged about as well as sour cream on a hot day. Yeah. My argument argument to your point about not being as easily lost as in Zelda, which, like, you're not wrong, but also my whole thing is, is... Zelda, yeah, it has it has it has kind of a third dimension to it, where you can go up, which is true. You can still go up in Metroid because it's because it's all about this deep, you know, chasm dungeon thing we got rolling. So it's not like it's necessarily any easier to navigate. I both agree and disagree because I I agree because. The, the thing is, is that Metroid has more music to differentiate what area you're in. But, for example, in the original Legend of Zelda, when you're in the first screen, it is the same music that's playing when you're in the graveyard. There's, there's no, there's no, like, musical connotation to where you are. Whereas in Metroid, you have different tracks based on what location you're in. So it's easier to, Get a, to, it's, it's easier to know where you are based on music cues as well as just the general idea of what the area looks like visually. There's there's more there's more guiding you like like you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna try and get to the first dungeon and get sidetracked and go like five screens off in a different direction because you can go you're you're following a a path. You can still take the wrong path. But I feel like that you'll probably be onto the fact that you're taking the wrong path sooner in Metroid than you would be in Zelda. Fair. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, you know, I think that's fair. I, I, I think we all kind of agree that the first Metroid, compared to later installments, is easily the most confusing one. Yes, by a considerable margin. Uh, even compared to Metroid 2, which we'll, we'll get to. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it was very good for its time. It's, it's a fun game, don't get me wrong. You know, it's fun to play. It's still, you know, it, it incorporated a lot of cool mechanics, the morph ball and stuff like that. Like, like classic elements that would stay with the series the entire time. Building yourself up, getting new equipment, stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's, that's, it's core Metroid still there. But I do think I, I think I think it's really down to the lack of navigational awareness that the game really throws at you. Yeah. Where it's like, like 
Where am I going? Well, I'll figure it out. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Like, like, like every environment, you know, like, in any given area looks basically the exact same. Like, every wall looks the same. The only difference is how the room is shaped, and that's about it. I, I don't really agree for the original. I don't agree that. with that, actually. There's, there's more architectural differences if you have the right eye. I mean, I understand that, you know, Teddy's younger, so he didn't really have I as much... I played the game first when I, I was know, three. Like, I don't care. I'm not... When you played it, it was 2003, not 1989, alright? Okay, <laughs> And fine. it's not the same thing! Uh, not only that, Teddy, but I have a question. Did you get out of Brinstar? What do you mean? Did you get out of Brinstar? You said he beat the game, right, Ted? said I beat the game, yeah. Then... Then, then if you didn't notice the structural differences between something like Brinstar and Norfair, then... No, that's that's not what I meant. What I meant was, like, in each given area, it's hard to tell one room from the other aside from how they're shaped. Well, so, so what you're saying is aside from the differences, you can't tell any difference. Is that what you just said? Please confirm. I'm, I'm not exactly sure I follow either, <laughs> to be honest, but oh well. Like, a, a room in Brinstar is going to look basically the same as any other room from Brinstar with its background. Is what I'm getting at. I'm not 100% sure I agree with that. I kind of, I mean, I only get it on the in the sense that it's 8-bit. So there's only yeah. so much you can do. I mean, like, if you look at it, like, the dungeons in the original Zelda, you yeah, kind of look the same. Yeah, same thing. Same uh, thing. You know, they, they, they do in terms, of, in terms of basic architecture. But my argument here is that there are, you know, I can, I mean, maybe it's me and Kane, possibly. I can tell when I'm in a different spot in Metroid, you know, just based off of, the, the, the few differences there are. There, there, there are, there are certain aspects that do change. It's not like it looks the exact same every single screen. It doesn't. No, no, that, no, it doesn't. And I'm not saying that. It's just like I often found that when I was playing the game, like a lot of rooms did look the same, and I was just like, wait, am I supposed to be here or in this other room that looks very similar? I, I can at least understand the idea because I've gotten lost in stuff like that as well. That's something that it, it's definitely something a map would solve. Yeah, I think that is. I mean, that's where where I think we're gonna we're gonna converge in terms of agreement. Where the original Metroid needs a freaking map. <laughs> yeah. Yes, really. There's a reason why every game, like almost every game after it, had that function. Because it's like, where am I? What is, I can't, you know, it, you know, even if you can tell, tell that you're in a different area, it's hard to remember where you came from. So if you have to go back to some place, it's like, wait, where was that? You know, you know, a map would be sufficient, but, you know, we're talking about NES era. You know, it's it's yeah. not something that was necessarily super easy to, to implement at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like I said, you know, we're talking about, it's, it's an older game, and it, and it, and it, and it kind of shows that in its vein, in its era... It was excellent, but it has not aged well. No, Definitely. it has not. Um, but still, 
it introduced the franchise, and it's you know it's it's still considered a classic, and it's a good game. For what it's, it's yeah, it's definitely something that that is it's it is it is a historic monument for this series, and it should be appreciated as that. But it it, it really is to be played as more of a novelty more than the way to play the first Metroid. Yeah. What is next in our line of games, whoever has the list open, because it ain't me? That would be Metroid 2, The Return of Samus on the Game Boy. Oh boy. A game that I absolutely love and hate. I like it. I think it's better than the first, actually. It's okay um, for a Game Boy game. For an early Game Boy game in particular. Like, you know, in terms of visually, it looks fine for a Game Boy game. Gameplay-wise, it's fine for a Game Boy game. You know, I, I think it's actually quite good for a Game Boy game. It's just, I still feel like it falls into the vein of where am I going and what am I doing? Uh, I did find it was a little less so like that for me in Metroid 2, if only for the fact that because they kind of had to, I guess, linearize things a little bit because they had to fit it onto a Game Boy. I felt it actually made it easier to not get lost. It is a time. smaller game than the first one because of the Game Boy element. And that, in a weird way, makes it easier to follow. But because of the black and white nature of the Game Boy, I find it harder to tell areas apart. Fair enough. Um, so I'm like, wait, is this different? I can't, I don't know anymore. I... <laughs> Yeah, I think the only way you could really tell them apart is if you were playing on like a Super Game Boy or something, because I think that actually did add color. But in order to do, in order to do that, you need a Super Nintendo. You don't get any color. Player. This is back in the old days, Ted. You get out of here with your Gen Z nonsense. I mean, to be fair, I'm talking about the Super Game Boy. That was get the thing for the Super out with not Gen Z. Your, yes, it is. How is it? Gen we don't Z know what color game. is in my generation. Everything was dark. We didn't have backlit screens until I was already a man. Oh, really, Josh? Then Unless you played a it, Game Gear. Then how's it going back to Grey Hill Zone? I don't know why I invite you to anything. My, my, my case, exactly. Uh, Kane, help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Metroid 2 because I do think it's a very good game. I think it's got an interesting concept to follow up the original Metroid. I think architecturally and graphically, it is marvelous. It is a, for, you know, for what it is, great Game Boy game, looks awesome. Got a, it's got a lot more distinctive architecture in that game, which is great. But, oh my god, the fact that they made that on the fucking Game Boy pisses me off. That legitimately angers me. That That is what killed that game. The fact that they put that on the Game Boy is insufferable. I am sorry. Portable, elaborate, or...? Portable gaming was not to the point to be good enough to, to carry a game like that where there was no map. Link's Awakening has a map, and it has gameplay and mechanics that functioned perfectly for the Game Boy hardware. Metroid 2 was way too ambitious for the Game Boy. It's also weird I, that they put the 2 on the Game Boy instead of, like, 
the main, like Zelda 2 and Mario 2 are both on NES, and Zelda 2 is like, hi, I'm on the handheld. Yeah. Why are you over there? What? <laughs> I don't understand. I... It, is, it is insufferably bad, and it is the reason why that game is is just not as good as it could have been if it were on the NES. Or, or, or God forbid, if it were on the Super Nintendo, but I don't think it. Was, I don't think the SNES was out yet. No, I think I think that game came out in '89, '90, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I, let and me it, check. Actually, uh, Metroid Two was released in 1991. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Still it early. It's still an early Game Boy game. No, it was it, only two years after the thing was released. And it should have been on the NES. It absolutely should have been on the NES. It would have been better. We could have had a map. We could have, like, keep it the same size. Fine. Use that extra space to make a map. Use that extra space to give the whole game color. Which, as Teddy mentioned, if you plug the Game Boy cartridge into the Super Game Boy, you get essentially a full color Metroid 2. Shh. No. As it should have been in the first place. You didn't have color. Don't tell them that. You know, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna say it. Why is it that when they ported the Game Boy Color games to the 3DS, they didn't choose the option for Super Game Boy Color? I thought they did that, didn't they? Did did, did I, they not give you the option to play Metroid 2 in color? I don't think they did. Uh, they I know did. that Pokemon Red and Blue on 3DS are still monochrome. As far as I can tell, I'm not sure there's a way to change that, but to be fair, I don't yeah. think those two had color plating. That was gold and silver that had that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Red, yellow, and blue were... They, 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 they didn't have any kind of enhancements to them. Well, it was they... Only... It was funny. They they, 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 they did, where if you if you plugged it in, it would, uh... <laughs> if you're playing red version, the background would be a little bit red. And if you were on yeah. blue, it would be a little bit blue. <laughs> Yep. But it wasn't, no, it's not what we're talking about, where there was actual plating, like, in, in gold and silver, if you played it on a color, um, there was actually color, and then Crystal yeah. was exclusively Game Boy Color, so it could be even better in that regard. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel like, in a weird way, that kind of makes the 3DS version, like, why would you not include the color option? That's all I'm saying. It's because like back in the day, we didn't have access to this technology. Yeah, I, I know. And now we do. So, make the old stuff a little bit better. No. I don't know. The, oh. the, the other thing for me, too, is the other thing that really offends me about Metroid 2 is... And I kind of get it. Kind of get it. But also, yo, guys, why did you not make a Game Boy Color Enhanced Edition of Metroid 2? Because to be fair, around Game Boy Color was the era of like nothing Metroid. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, there was there was a there was a good period where the, we didn't get anything Metroid. I'm yeah. I'm looking at this. We haven't gotten now. there yet. Hold on. But we will no. get there. Um, unless someone has anything else to say about Metroid Two. I I don't. I I I like it better than the first by a tiny margin. Still not really. I don't know. I, I I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just it it exists. I'll play it, but I'm not really too into you it. You exist. Yeah, I mean, like it. Take that. Uh, yeah, and and I exist. 
I, I like Metroid 2. Uh, I think Metroid 2 is a good game, definitely for what it is. I wish it, I wish it was treated a bit better overall. We'll get there as well. Um, but, you know, good sequel. Good sequel. They, they improved on things they should have improved on, uh, and the only thing that really held it back was the fact it was on the Game Boy. Alright, next game on the list. Uh, we're jumping three years ahead to 1994 with what uh, many would argue is one of the best Metroid games available, Super Metroid. Ah, the most overrated game in the series. See, this is where I'm actually going to jump out because I haven't played Super Metroid yet. Good, get out, I have. Kane, have you? Okay. Not all the way through, but I have played enough. Fair enough, alright. My, my Super Metroid's good. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this whole, whole spiel with that. But I like everyone talks about Super Metroid as if it's like, like I think I think I remember back in the day, Screw Attack actually rated it as their number one Super Nintendo game, period. And it's good. You know, it it, it defined a lot of what you know. It redefined the series in a sense. Where, for one thing, they added a map. Yep. Which I think was mission critical. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it was, it was just that alone. It's already, it's already like, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, music and atmosphere is great. Visuals are great. Gameplay solid. It's just, I, I'm, I, you know, when I played it, I was like, this is good, but I feel like it was oversold. You know, like, like the hype really killed it for me. Where, you know, I'm playing it, I'm like, this is good, but I, I enjoy other Metroid games better than it. Like, it's not... It's not like it's... Nothing's ever come close to it, because I think it, in some ways other things have surpassed it. You know, it's a great game, and did a lot for the series. You know, fixed basically every major issue the previous games had. Um, But it, it's not, like, necessarily the best thing to ever come out of the series. Is kind of my whole thing with it. Um, it's a good game, you know. It really is. It really is. I, I do. I do like it. Um, I just felt playing it. I'm like, okay, this is not the best Super Nintendo game ever, um, because I still think that's Star Fox. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, Kane, what what are your thoughts on Super? I appreciate Super Metroid for everything it did for the series in terms of controls in terms of graphics in terms of music in terms of everything like that game rocketed the metroid series into into what we know it as today if if it were not for super metroid we would not have fusion or zero mission in the way that we have them today and we will get there um i appreciate it for everything it did with that it still controls like the first two metroids and therefore i hate it I do not, I've never liked how floaty the first two Metroids are. I've never liked how in outer space I felt. And I, and I know how weird that sounds. I am aware. I was going to say, you, you kind of are. Um... Absolutely. But to me, I do not like how that plays. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel solid. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel fluid. It feels 
bad. I don't like how those controls feel. It's it's so difficult for me to aim in that game. It's so difficult for me to jump to platforms. It's so difficult to wall jump. I don't like how this game feels. But what also, about Ridley? Sorry, go ahead. I never, I never fought Ridley. You fight him in the first, in the beginning of the game. Is that the first thing that happens? I think. Okay, to be fair, is that really a fight? Anyway, no. Um. So, so anyway, um, the other thing, and and this is this is coming from someone who who came into the series like, full tilt later on. But I also don't like the way that they handled 45-degree aiming in this game. Hear me out. Um, L is 45 up, and R is 45-degree down. I, I, I get it, but... Th th this is jumping ahead slightly, but uh, I, I don't think that R being used for going for pointing down was necessary because you just tap the d-pad in future games to do that and it was way more efficient and it freed up a button for something else that was way that was also rather infuriating and super which was missile usage and power bomb usage that that i i swear that if any longtime people of super metroid have not worn out their select buttons i would be surprised Damn. Because that is, that it like that was so ridiculous. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I expected Josh to tear this game a new asshole. No, I, mean, I wouldn't do that. Uh. I mean, it's it's such a small thing for me personally. You know, like I just I do not like how that game controls. It is the one thing keeping me from playing it because otherwise. Wow, what a landmark game. It's I think it's still a landmark game even though I'm not as fond of it as most people seem to be. Yeah. Um, Same I, here. Yeah. I, I I will also correct myself on something, which is that I have played like an hour of it and And you lost like, immediately because you're bad at games, we know. I mean I I, I think of why I actually stopped playing that to be honest with you. <laughs> I assume I'm correct then. Fair enough. I, no, no, I'm weird. I, I don't know. I don't know why I stopped playing that. But either way. Um, so next on the list uh, is jumping forward almost ten years to 2002. Is that really how long it was? I knew it was a while. Yeah, in 1994 we had Super Metroid, and in 2002 we had two games. The first of which being Metroid 4, otherwise known as Metroid Fusion. Yep. I love Metroid Fusion so much. Metroid Fusion's great. It's one of my favorites. I love, I love Fusion. I, I I love Fusion so much. It is so, so amazing. Metroid uh, Fusion took everything that was that, that was established as Super Metroid, and I feel in many ways perfected it. Where it it felt it just like I didn't have to struggle with anything, any elements. Uh you know, when it came to the, the gameplay or the, you know, the, the direction, like, like anything, any difficulty I had with Super was gone in Fusion. Um, that on top of a, you know, a concrete story that was actually told, you know, you know, really well that, you know, interested me, um, visuals that were great. It was a GBA game, looked good. Um, it was just, it was just such a good freaking game. Um, I'll let you guys talk about it though. Go ahead. 
so Metroid Fusion was actually the first 2D Metroid game I had played after kind of taking a hiatus from the series for a long time, like 10 years or so. Um, and I... So did the series. Uh, <laughs> wow. I didn't think of that. That's a good one, Kane. Um, but no, I, I played Metroid Fusion. I, I, rec- I had just recently gotten a Game Boy Advance back into my hands, and I was like, you know what? Let's give this a go. And I played it, and I instantly fell in love with it. it yeah, fell in love with it. The control was near perfect. The game looks freaking amazing. It is one of the best-looking Game Boy Advance games that I've played. Um, from both an artistic standpoint and a technical standpoint, I think it's great. Um, and I absolutely adore the game's storyline. And not to mention, it did what I thought no other Metroid game could do until recently, but we'll get to that. Um, it actually made the game legitimately scary. Yeah, the SCX was pretty intimidating. Yeah, the, like the anytime, anytime you heard those footsteps, it was like, wait, yeah, no. Like, and that's hard to do in a 2D setting, I feel. The only other yeah, 2D no. game I've ever, I've ever felt was legitimately scary was Clock Tower. Um, I mean, Clock Tower really like 2D? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No hesitation. Shut up. Okay. Um, but Fusion did have some horror elements. Like, like it, 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 you know, it adapted this idea of this, you know, this thing that you just couldn't fight, and it was also kind of you. Yeah, and it's it like, was, what? It had, like, every element of Samus except for her humanity. I am the shadow. The true self. Say something, you fake Samus. <laughs> I, I apologize for making that joke. Anyway, um... Screw! No. Attack! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good one. Good wow! One. Um, she's fast! Hey, it's not her speed. She must be using the screw attack to warp. <laughs> so. Oh my god, this is the first Metroid game to control well! <laughs> I. Kane's so excited about this! <laughs> Metroid, Metroid Fusion was the first Metroid game that I played that I actually fell in love with. Because I played the original Metroid on NES uh, as a kid, but I didn't really... It, it was a game that never really, like, clicked with me, that I understood it, that, that it existed to a point. Uh, even same thing with Super. Like, I saw Super, and I, I guess I apparently tried it, but it just never clicked. And then my cousin brought it over on his GBA, and I'm like, This is awesome. <laughs> and I've been hooked on Metroid ever since then. And I I adore the way that this game is constructed. Uh, the way that they made the controls feel. Everything is so fluid and just so pinpoint accurate that nothing feels like the game's fault. None of the deaths feel like that I messed... Or not, none of the deaths feel like the game screwed me over. Nothing felt like that I was getting, getting, just getting gypped out of things because something malfunctioned. Everything was, it felt so good all the time. And, and then, listen, 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 if you're bad, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) I was was actually going to bring up one particular boss, which I kind of think is horseshit. Which one? You have an issue with the spider? 
Dude, I beat him with minimum weapons. You shut up. The spider is actually alarmingly easy. I could never figure out how to like get out of his friggin' grapple. You can't. You just have to you dodge. Just don't grapple. get. You just don't get in it in the first place. Well, that explains why I was having troubles with him. You just yeah. let yourself get really. No, I tried dodging it, but I guess I. It is it is a bit of a pain in the butt to get the timing to dodge it. Yeah, I will I, say. I, I think I might have also like neglected to like go back and grab a couple of uh, energy tanks. So Maybe that you might should also, just get better yeah. at the game. I, I mean, I, Did you I, ever I think I about that. I need to go back and play that game. Did you? Again. See, you didn't think about the, that. Did you? The, the the story is really good. Uh, the only thing I think is wrong with the story is that I do think that for either repeat playthroughs or even, like, because repeat playthroughs are a bit tough with the, with the GBA cart sometimes, but, like, I do think you needed an option to skip the dialogue. It can go on for a while, and, and not even just in the way of, oh, well, this is a long cutscene. No. The, the, the speed of which that the text displays on the screen sometimes is triple that. Triple that now. That that is so slow. Come on. You uh, have to the, sit there the, and read every the, time the you reading, play it. The reading part is fine, Do it. but we can all read faster than read a frozen slower. Slot, guys. Can we all do that? Can we? Yes. That sounds a little ableist of you, Kane. Also, also, you just do the normal thing that people do whenever. You, you just do what everyone else does when you need to forward text. Hit the A button. <laughs> I do think an option to make it scroll faster would be nice. Um, yes. I never had an issue with it myself, but I get your point. Yeah, because, like, especially when you're playing it through multiple times, it's like, okay, now I just kind of want to get to the gameplay. I love this story, but unskippable cutscenes can be a problem on repeat playthroughs. It can, it can sour an experience. So you sour an experience. Ah, take that. <laughs> I, I mean, I have before. <laughs> uh, I I love the story. I love the SAX. I love I love the character, the characterization of just everything was so well thought out in Metroid Fusion. It was really linear, which I think a lot of people took issue with, but I really did not see that as an issue for Fusion. Um, Fusion was such a good engine. Just in general. I didn't feel like it was necessarily linear, but mostly that they were just like, go here! And I mean, it, honestly, it, it, thank you! I, I agree with that, but I do think that that is linear. Like, it, it's, I, it's telling you where to go all the I, time, which I, is linear. I, but... I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that, because like the, the Wikipedia article I have describes it as mission-based, which is kind of, that's, that's kind of how I would describe it. Like, it's not exactly linear in the sense of, like, it forces you in one direction. It's, it just gives you a direction. So now no, you're... it forces, it forces you in a direction. So now, now you're, now you're following along with a Wikipedia article, you little sheep. Petty, It's, the game is linear. It literally locks you out of levels until you unlock the next set of levels. It's very it linear that. in that regard. That is true. Yeah. It, it's it, it the the one thing that it does do though because even though it is linear the thing that I don't think people give enough credit for fusion is that even though it is it still gives you a lot of places to explore 
for for those familiar with Metroid, green rooms. Green rooms versus blue rooms. Green are secret. There's actually a pretty fair amount of secret rooms in this game that you need to go and find. Like, it's it's not like they completely removed exploration. There, there, there's still plenty of it. Yeah, there's still a lot of that. It's just that the entire game isn't based around it, where if you don't want to look for the secrets, you have the option of just, just go here. Just, just, exactly. Just do it. And honestly, I prefer that. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't like the entire game being centered around, where the fuck am I? What is going on? Where yeah. am I going? What am I doing? Because Super Metroid's kind of like that. Like, you have a map, which is nice, but the game never spells anything out. Yeah. Um, and Fusion seems to be, you know, a, you know, a, a, you know, adding more to the equation where it's like, okay, okay. Now this time, we will spell out exactly what your current objective is. And frankly, good. Yeah. I'm in that boat too. I prefer that, especially, especially because I really like the lore of Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion is such an awesome game, lore-wise. We have to stop the X. Yes. The X. You have, to stop the, you have to stop the X parasite from escaping the space station. The and there's so much interesting information as you go along. And and as a side note... Stop the Mega Man X. Wait, no. <laughs> as a side note for Metroid Fusion... Did anyone else here unlock the the uh the special cutscene that you get it that you get by uh by going backwards in the the water level? You're gonna have to elaborate on that. So um when you get when you get the speed booster, uh do you remember do you remember the the underwater area where where all the fish like all the fish are floating around? Yep. If you if you shine spark up all of those platforms successfully and you get all the way there and you and you speed boost your way through backwards and go back to the navigation room, you will get a special cutscene because you're not supposed to be there. And I actually got that as a kid by mistake because I thought that's where I was supposed to go. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah. That's actually, it's, it's, it's nice. What comes next? Alright, next actually is in the exact same year with, uh, oh. This, this is, this, this is, so, so this is my favorite Metroid game actually, which is Metroid Time. Of course, of course you like this one, you FPS whore. Sit on I mean, it. See, see, you can't you can't see it on the podcast, but Teddy just flipped me off. It was very rude. It was very mean to me all the time. I don't know anyway. why. Anyway, so, I'm so nice so to Metro- him, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so Metroid, Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime actually, at first, especially, was a divisive title because people were like, "Before this was a thing, not my Metroid." Metroid has to, is a side you can't. But for a long time, I think they were struggling with how to make Metroid 3D. Absolutely. Um, you know, like in, in both Zelda and Mario went third person, but it's clear even because Metroid Prime started as an N64 title. 
Yeah, um, uh, I, uh, I'm actually reading some information here. Like the main thing that uh, they had trouble with when developing Metroid for the N64 was like was uh, uh, one of the uh, lead developers, uh, uh, Sakamoto, said uh, when they held the N64 controller, they just couldn't imagine how it could be used to actually move uh, Samus around. Understandable. Um, it's a weird and then and, and then, and then uh, what basically happened was there was an unidentified company that received an offer from Nintendo to develop an N64 Metroid, but then they turned it down because they said they weren't confident that it would create a worthwhile successor to Super Metroid. Um, in fact, the only time Nintendo, uh, Samus actually appeared on the N64 at all, as far as to, as far as I can uh, as far as I can tell, was in the original Smash Bros. I was going to say she was in Smash Bros. Which is yeah, good, but but that's but that's about it. But um, uh, but yeah, yeah, Metroid Prime. Uh, it's a first-person game, but it, but it's not. To 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 define it as simply an FPS, I think would be vastly underselling it. Agreed. It's, it's doing it a great disservice because it, because because it is not game. just another first-person shooter, which I, I think is was a lot of people's not. concern with it was that you know when they saw it was an FPS, they were thinking, uh, you know, it was going to be. You know, like like Goldeneye, or you know, I guess you know at that point, at the point where it came out, what like Halo, and it ain't because it's still Metroid, but in a third dimension, and it's putting your vision through the world as Samus sees it, but she still can do the do her morph ball. She still has all her tools and abilities that you've had before. It's just in three D. And the camera is set in the first person, but it's still a Metroid game. And yeah. and in terms of a GameCube title, in terms of, you know, making a, 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 a game that can sell GameCubes, I don't think you could do much better than Metroid frickin' Prime. Because no, you really not only not only is that game so good in terms of its delivery, but just from an from from a from a sound design and from a visual perspective. For its era, and even still today, it looks so freaking good. It really does. It, it, it is it is by far one of the best looking games on the GameCube. And period. and I think one of the one of my big things was you know, Kane, you were talking about lore. Yep. One major element that I, Metroid Prime does so well, and game other games have tried to copy it, but have never done it quite as good. Is that scan function? Yes. Yeah, there the is so is so great. There is so much extra stuff to learn about in the world by scanning things, by learning, by reading, by figuring out what's this, what does this do, what's it for, and all this other stuff on top of what are some of the best game mechanics you can find in a game like this. And I don't think there's anything you know even other FPSs aren't really like Metroid Prime. Yeah. A Metroid Prime, yeah. the only thing I can compare it to are other games that are called Metroid Prime. Uh, which we'll get to eventually, but it's just I love that game. <laughs> yeah. Also it has Met, uh, also it has Meta Ridley. And Meta Ridley is baller. Uh <laughs> So the thing so the funny thing about Metroid Prime is that I actually didn't initially play it on the GameCube. I played it through the uh, Prime Collection on the Wii, which... Nerd! What do you mean, Sacrilege! Nerd? How dare you not enjoy things that were made when you were, like, a toddler. 
Go on. But, uh, so I, I got it because I was, you know, I was kind of trying to get back into Metroid because I hadn't played a game for about 10 years and I was like, okay, you know what? This is Metroid, and it's a, and it's like you know it's a, it, it's a first person shooter, and that's that's what my at the time that's what I said. You know, I I realize again it's doing a huge disservice just to call it a first person shooter, but like it's oh my god, the quality of Metroid Prime is so amazing. It is by far one of my favorite games on the GameCube, and probably one of my favorite games. Period. Uh, I love everything about Metroid Prime from. The visuals, which, like you said, they, it's still look great today. The sound design, that that I I feel so angry that the Prime trilogy did not include that theme song that was on the GameCube version because oh my god, it is amazing. It is one of my favorite theme songs of all time, uh, and I loved the whole expo exploration element of it. Like it wasn't like you're not just going through the game and you know you know like you know moving up, shooting, bang bang, moving up, shooting, bang bang, like. Like, you're actually, like, you know, like, exploration is encouraged, and, you know, you, you, you're, you know, you're searching for a bunch of different things, and, you know, you're not just trying to, you know, get to the end of the game, like, you're trying to, like, you know, uncover an actual story, and, you know, the scan function made, you know, uh, world building and everything, like, actually really interesting, uh, and gave insight to a lot of stuff that Metroid really hadn't touched before, um, and, and I loved it, I, I loved it, like, it's just, I really can't think of a single thing about that game that I disliked, like, in all honesty. Um, I would say probably, like, maybe the one thing that I wasn't the biggest fan of was what you have to do to unlock the final boss, because that's definitely a moment where I'm just going to say, pick out a guide, make it easy on yourself. Other than that, it's basically a perfect Metroid game in my eyes. The Chozo artifact quest is pretty garbage. Yeah, and I also felt like the Chozo ghosts were probably one of the most annoying friggin' enemies I've ever fought in any game, period, but, you know, it's just me. So spooky. It's not that they were spooky. Too it's spook that, for you. It's the fact that they would, like, Too stun Too spook you. for you! Like, like, they would stun you, and then Samus would put up her arm, and then by the time you could shoot again, they would be, like, twisting around, vanishing, and then appearing behind you, and it just got annoying after the first, like, five times I had to fight those fucking things. I'm not kidding. I actually legitimately hate those enemies. Uh, besides that, though, it, like, it's it's really it it I not a lot of other faults I can think of with Metroid Prime. Um, I I still consider it uh probably the best first person adventure game I've probably ever played. So if that tells you anything, yeah, and and you know, it tells uh, me nothing. I know nothing about you. You could be anyone. I could... I, I mean... Who are you? I'm a teddy bear. I know it. Okay, <laughs> your thoughts on yeah, Metroid Prime. Continue. It's like Kane. Get some work. Metroid Prime is a wonderful game and something that I completely agree with the idea that it really is a disservice to the game to consider it a shooter. Um, this, this, this isn't specifically to Metroid, but, like, this idea that genre has to come from perspective, I think, is wrong. Genre should come from what the game is designed around instead of what perspective you're looking at. 
because Metroid Prime has such a great focus on exploration. The way that you utilize the camera, the way that you, the way that you utilize the beams to unlock different things. There, like the fact that there's so much more to it, and even more so with the combat that I love about it. Something that not a lot of people tend to bring up about the combat and the lock-on feature is that I like the fact that the combat is focused around the idea of footwork, of dodging and moving around and not just trying to aim at the thing and and kill it with a weird second stick you know like it that's why i love the combat is because i could lock onto the enemy and then i could fire at it until it dies and then dodge other attacks from around me and then i was safe it was just it was a lot of fun being able to focus on the actual movement instead of having to aim if if they ever if they ever made Metroid Prime control like a standard FPS and remove the lock on feature, the game would be unplayable for me. Yeah, that lock on feature is relevant. I almost forgot about that. That's one distinctive uh, function of Metroid Prime is that lock on function. Yeah, because most I I can't think of another FPS that even has that. There's one other game that has it, but it's not in first person. And it's it's actually the kind of spiritual successor project to Metroid Prime for when they were working on it, or at least people who worked on Prime worked on this, and that's ReFor on the Xbox One and PC. Yeah, I actually was going to say that that is the only other game I can think of that was like a shooter and had that specific like you know yeah that of... specific combat system yeah like and, like like, like, like Recore yeah, yeah. is just metroid prime yeah Recore is just modern metroid prime oh and and it doesn't really well but like but like metroid prime itself i still think is one of the few games that i can say i really don't think is aged like at all i i can't think of a single aspect of that game that is aged i disagree uh mostly because i played the gamecube one okay uh, um so so get on my level, Teddy. Play the okay. GameCube version. <laughs> I, 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 okay, um, let me let me go onto eBay and see how much that is. But continue. So the thing about the GameCube version is it does one thing I do think has aged itself a little bit. Um, I'm still down with it because it's not a standard first-person shooter, but you do turn your camera with the analog stick instead of strafing left and right with the analog stick, which is a weird thing for people, because that's not how FPSs have controlled for the last 20 years. So I get that. Um, but it's an adventure game. You don't need to strafe necessarily. That's what the lock-on is for. When you lock on, that's when you start strafing, because that's when it's important. They, they didn't utilize the second stick for camera movement because they couldn't. They had it for beam switching. So, like, I would agree that that does technically age it because it feels a bit more tank control-ish the way that they did it in Prime 1 on the GameCube, but... Fair enough. I guess it's not, I... It's not really a, it's not really a deal breaker, to be honest. Both, both versions are very playable. Yeah. And I, and I do agree that, like, if they do at some point re, make metroid prime again uh which i i would rather than just re i wouldn't call the prime. wii u version of remake so much as a port with new controls 
yeah, they've they've never they've never remade Metroid Prime. Okay, fair enough. I I the, I, only, the only Metroid Prime game they would have to remake is uh, Hunters. Oh yeah, we have to get to that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's coming up in a bit. Uh, so are we all done with Metroid Prime? Can we can we talk about no one more thing one more thing okay go ahead Metroid music has always been good dun 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 dun, dun. sorry go ahead but I think Prime is the first time it was beautiful yeah I would agree um I I I seriously think Metroid Prime still has one of the best soundtracks out of possibly any game I've ever played it was the first of the, like the, uh, of uh, when you know when sound cards were real like. Super Nintendo had a yes. good sound card, but it, you know, it was still the early '90s, and the GBA yeah. sound card was always tinny. I think we've been over yeah. this already. It was it was a tinny tinny sound card, so there was only so much they could do with it. But yeah. the GameCube was a whole different kettle of fish in terms, in terms of sound potential sound design. And, I agree hundred percent. And Metroid Prime's music is top notch stuff. It is. It is. It right. is it is to the point where some of those tracks just like it makes me cry in nostalgia. They are so good. I mean, like I said, that that title theme from the original Prime, which again, why didn't you include that in the Wii U collection or Wii collection, whatever? Uh, it's still one of my favorite title themes in any game I've ever played. I agree, it's pretty great. But although I gotta disagree on the best because oh, that's coming up for me. All right, well. Are we done with Metroid Prime now? I believe so. Okay, so Never. jumping forward. This entire so podcast jump- will be about Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime only. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the next game coming up, uh, two years later, we got two more Metroid games in the same year. The first being uh, ooh, Metroid Zero Mission. A remake of the original Metroid on the NES. I gotta pass well, this to you two because I never played or- Zero Mission. Or not, uh, not on the NES. It was a remake on, for, on the GBA for the original Metroid on the NES. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Metroid Zero Mission is top five remakes ever made, period. Metroid Zero Mission is... Story aside for Fusion, because I think that's the one thing that is still not outclassed here. But Metroid Zero Mission is... End of story, the best Metroid game the best 2D Metroid game in the series in terms of combining the amazing controls with new mechanics and the graphics of, and the updated graphics from Super. And the, and the old school gameplay of exploration. Zero Mission is peak Metroid. Maximum Metroid. Yes. It is that unspeakably powerful. <laughs> Metroid Zero Mission took Metroid Fusion, which already perfected the Metroid formula, and made it even better. They pulled all the controls tighter. They made the music even better most of the time. They took they they made the animations smoother. They added so many, they added so much more to the original Metroid experience, including something I'm not even going to mention because it is such an amazing twist for, for that game that just, if you have not 
played Metroid Zero Mission, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. The twist is that Darth Vader is Samus' dad. Yes. Definitely. So the way... So the way I would kind of view Metroid Zero Mission in a weird way is doing what it, it did to the original NES Metroid, what I feel the Resident Evil remake did to the original Resident Evil. It basically improved upon it in every conceivable way, added a ton of improvements that were well needed and also well executed, and also made the original game, for me anyway, it made it a lot, made it good. The one, the thing, the thing I think I think stands when it comes to Zero Mission in terms of remaking anything is that I look at Zero Mission and sometimes remakes are bad. We've seen mm-hmm. that before, but in this case, I'm like this remake makes it kind of a waste of time to play the first one. Yeah, that it's yeah. it's relic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like honestly, it's it's less of a re- it, it's less of a remake and it's more of a replace for it. That's kind of the way I view it. Um, yeah. Zero Mission is so good. There's no point to play the original Metroid. Yeah, I, I, did, that's... did you did you like the difficulty of the original Metroid? There's a hard mode in Zero Mission. <laughs> yeah, so like in in essence, I do think, like I said, it's probably in the top five of <gasps> best video game remakes ever for me. The one thing um, I know we haven't talked about at this point, but I I do think it needs to be brought up, and I'll bring it up now just just to get it out of the way because I know someone's going to say something about it if I don't. Um, we do have to mention, you know, um, what Samus did for women in gaming. I think it's relevant because, uh, yes. yeah, Samus was, you know, I, I, I'm partial to Tomb Raider myself. I, I love Lara Croft, but Samus came first. Um, you know, her, before her was Miss Pac-Man, obviously, but Samus, I think the big thing about Samus was that she came out at a time when, you know, every single freaking game uh, was, you know, you know, I am man, I am manly man, or, or a plumber, um, or an elf boy, um, but, uh, <laughs> but other than that, manly man, uh, and she was like, I am not that, I am, she's, she's a woman, and, and, and actually the first, it was a twist in the first Metroid that she was, because you didn't know that, because she was, she's in a power suit. Yeah. Um, but I think at that time that was a that was a really needed thing where it's like you know you get through the Metroid you're, you know, Metroid you're playing as Samus you're like oh yeah it's such a cool character Samus is so awesome what an awesome dude and you get to the end and it's like what I had boobs the whole time <laughs> I didn't know that about myself but I think I think it's it's important uh, you know as a as a landmark in gaming to you know. Bring in the element that, that 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 women can be heroes too, um, because for a long time uh, that was not the case when it came to games. I think I think modern days are definitely definitely male. You know, there there are so many female protagonists now, um, yeah. which I think is good. Don't get me wrong, I, 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 that, that's good. Um, but compare like but especially comparing to to the way it was back then, um, you know, and it wasn't. It, and, and the thing I, lo- I I really did appreciate about Samus is she wasn't portrayed in the sense of oh well, let's exploit her because she's hot. Like it wasn't like necessarily, um, you know, because like she is a, she she is hot. Um, but 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 you didn't know what she looked like. You didn't even know she was a girl. Um, yeah. So it wasn't selling itself based off of the fact that look, boobs, because you didn't know that. 
it was selling itself of a quality game that just happened to have a female protagonist. Um, and I think at, in, in its era, that was quite a step forward. Um, Agreed. In many ways. Uh, but anyway, continue. Uh, where were we? Uh, next, we're after Zero Mission. What's next? I, I actually I actually wanted to freeze for one second because I forgot to mention something super important because the last two Metroid games that we talked about, I didn't mention this. Um, so I mentioned it in Super, and so I'll mention it here. Uh, so the Super Nintendo controller had more buttons. Yes, the GBA had less. So they had to alter how the controls worked in order to make it a bit more efficient. And what they ended up doing was amazing. It, on Super Metroid, L and R were 45 degrees. Select cycled you through all of the different extra things. But in Zero Mission and Fusion, L did 45 degree, and then you would just tap up and down on the, on the D-pad to go up or down, and that was fine. Holding R triggered the missiles, and then you would tap select to switch from normal missiles to super missiles and back, but that was the only select. And then when you went to Morphball and held R, you would have the power bomb selected. This this streamlined feature made switching the missiles so much easier. It made fighting with them a dream. This is the peak 2D Metroid control scheme, and it is something that, in my opinion, will never be topped in any future game, and we will get there. But seriously, those games control amazing. And now we can continue. That they do. <laughs> uh, so next up after Zero Mission is uh, uh, here we go. Uh, Metroid Prime Two Echoes. <laughs> Echoes is a funny one because most people, even even though they didn't like it initially, will appreciate the first Metroid Prime. There's still a very fairly vocal component of the Metroid fandom that really doesn't like 2. Which is odd to me, because I think 2 is really good! <laughs> uh, and, this, and, and this is also where I wanted to mention, Teddy, because I know you mentioned that Metroid Prime is one of the best-looking games on the GameCube. I simply disagree, because Metroid Prime 2 Echoes looks better. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes upscale everything about Metroid Prime. It, 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 it is a great-looking game. Um... You know, if you like Prime, I can't imagine not liking Prime 2. Um, I, I recognize that there were certain elements that were a little weird. Um, and actually, I do think, I do think Prime 2 in particular, outside of all the other Metro games, uh, compared to every single one, is one of the weirder ones. Yeah. Um, because of the whole light-dark dimension mechanic thing. Um, that, that that even threw me off, and usually I like stuff like that. But like in, in this vein, I was like, "What the, f what is going on?" <laughs> I, um, See, this is where I'm gonna probably piss some people off. I actually haven't played Metroid Prime Two yet. Why would we, why would we get mad about that? I, I said some people, not necessarily you. Beast. I am disappointed in you, Teddy. Desi, we're all mad at you. Everyone's angry at you. The world hates you now. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Well, the world hated the world hated me before, anyways. It's not like Prime Two, like it, 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 it's uh, there. I, I think I think I think I think when it came down to it, it wasn't so. It wasn't just a light the, the the you know the light dark idea. It was also that 
it because of it, there were certain components of the game that I felt like were a lot more difficult um, than the original Prime. Um, the original Prime isn't necessarily like in super easy game, but it's it never really beat your face in unless you made it do that. Um, you know, doing like minimal item run and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But Prime Two, I think, is legitimately hard in some in some regards. I agree with that. Prime Two is a lot harder than Prime One to a point, um, and and there, there's a few reasons for that. One of which being you now have an ammo system for your beams. Yeah, that was a weird idea too. It was only missiles until then. Yep. I don't know why they I, did that. I was never the biggest fan of the of the beam ammo, See, but I never had that many issues with it. See, that, that's that's kind of a thing where like I. I feel like I might have a problem with that, and I might not, because I had a lot of friends back when I started playing Mass Effect who were like, you know, the one good thing about Mass Effect 1 was I never had to run around to find ammo, but I'm like, I never really had trouble with ammo in the other Mass Effect games either, so like, I don't know if like if I played Metroid Prime 2 if it would be the same thing. Where it, it's like, there, I it, it, honestly, I didn't have much of an issue with that element. Um... Because the enemies drop it so frequently, it's I think Mass Effect is a fair, two is, is a fair comparison, where it's like, oh no, you ran out of ammo, did you? How? When? When did that happen? It's, it's, I have it's never done this. Over. Not one time have I ever run out of ammo. Like, like yeah, you have to pick up ammo, but I've never run out of it. Um, and I, 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 and Prime 2, like, yeah, you ha like there is, you know, an ammo mechanic because of the light and dark beams. That's why. There's a reason for it. But I, was ne I don't remember a situation where I ever ran out of either. Um, at least the not when I really way, needed them. The only way you will is if you abuse one of them. Or if you're bad like, at the game. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> also, if you don't go and find the ammunition extensions. Yeah, but that, 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 that's a minimum item run idea. Yeah. Um, and in I that just... vein, yeah, of course it's gonna be a pain in the butt. But like, generally speaking, um, like, I, I, I got the idea. I, I, it was, it was weird, but I got it. And it wasn't like a mechanic that ever I really felt like hindered me at all. Um, because and, and outside of that, the game is still Metroid Prime. Like, it's still got the scan. It's still got the the basic mechanics down. It's still a great game. Um. It's just, it's got, you know, a, a few weird quirks about it. I think Metroid Prime 2 Echoes is overall a better, com it, it's the better complete package uh, in terms of being a better game. Like, it, it, is, it is what I would define as a perfect sequel, the way that they would extend upon what they've done before and fix some of the issues beforehand. Like, I, I do think that the artifact quest in Prime 2 is better than Prime 1. Because Prime Prime 1 asks you to do some really weird shit to get those Chozo artifacts. But the Sky Temple keys, I think, were easier to locate. Well, you should say Sky Temple, and now I'm having... Like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we're getting into Zelda all of a sudden. I, I was about to say, like, I, I, like I, you said Sky Temple, and now I'm having flashbacks to Twilight Princess. Um, okay. I think we but, can move uh, forward, though. Okay, uh, so, so, the next Metroid game Music was... is still good, as always. Yeah, music's uh, great. 
uh, a year later, we had Metroid Prime Pinball. Also, for a second, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Prime, two, Prime 2's opening theme, best fucking Metroid song in my opinion ever. Oh, I love that. That game, that, or that, that, that game's OST makes me so excited. We I'm sorry, continue. I'm sorry, are we gonna really address Metroid Prime Pinball right now? Is that what's happening? Do you guys want to? It's the next one on the list. I've never played it because it's a freaking pinball game! I played it. Well, Kane, do you have any thoughts? Go ahead! It's a good pinball game. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's done. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just wanted to mention that because I was genuinely curious if either of you had played it. Um, okay, so the next real Metroid game was uh, Metroid Prime Wonders. Ah, there we go. Now we can talk. The Nintendo DS Metroid Prime game. Yep. Um, okay. A lot of Metroid fans don't like it. And as a single-player experience, I understand. It has nothing to do with the overall story of Metroid Prime, those games. It has nothing to do, really, with the overall story of Metroid that much. Um, other than the fact that Samus is in it. Um, but the real component of Hunters is not just taking a, one of the best cases of taking advantage of the touchscreen controls of the DS. Which I always thought was cool because you control the first person mechanics with the touchscreen. Yeah. But also the multiplayer, which had never been a thing prior to now. Um. Two. What's that? Metroid Prime 2 had multiplayer. Did it? Yeah. Why? It was super bare bones. See, that, it, it that's how, that's how, I, I didn't even know it was there, okay? Like, so multiplayer was clearly the focus of Hunters. Where yeah. they wanted, like, not only, like, like, like first of all, Hunters, it, part of it is that there was a bunch of different bounty hunters beyond just Samus. Where they all have different unique abilities and special weapons and stuff like that. And in that vein... Hunters is a great game. Like, it is so good. Like, 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 multiplayer experiences on a handheld can be difficult to implement because of the limitations, especially compared to the console. But I think Hunters is one of the best examples of a multiplayer game on the DS. And, the, and, and, and my favorite part about it was that, that, that it, it had DS download play. Um, yes. where even if, you know, someone else has a DS but they don't have Hunters, that's okay. They could still play as Samus through download play and still play the game. And that was cool. Like, the fact that you can introduce people to the game, you know, and be able to play it with others without necessarily having to have two copies of it. Um, yeah, I feel like visually the game was good for the DS. It was a 3D game mm -hmm. on the DS, so that was already pushing things, but I think in that vein it was fine. The single player is okay. It's nothing great. Like it was kind I of... much preferred the single player. Did you? You can talk about that then. And yes, Teddy, the, the podcast can't hear you wearing your Samus arm cannon, okay? I want you to yeah. realize that. I, but I, I do see you holding it up as if trying to flex as if you're more of a fan than us. Get out of here! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to flex that I'm more than a fan. I, like... This is just something I bought at GameStop for, like, $20. Because you need to go to college. Yes. Also, I like Metroid, so I bought Kane, it, right? go Deal ahead. With me. Deal with it. I just I just like playing Metroid games in single player. Um, I, I understand that it's definitely kind of 
it, it sucks that it doesn't have much to do with with the overall story of Metroid Prime, but I didn't really see that as a problem. Uh, like, I don't, I really don't see why it would be a problem. It's, it's just a little side story. Um, I think that's fine. I think that the fact that all of the hunters are generally pretty cool characters in, on their own, like, it, it's still a fine little Metroid game. It still plays like Metroid Prime. It functions like Metroid Prime. And Metroid Prime Hunters is a really, really accessible game as well in the way that you can control it. The amount of configuration, which I will also get to in future games, um, is insanely accessible. You can play the game left-handed, right-handed, all buttons. Uh, like, the, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you could even customize the controls, if I remember correctly. There were a lot know. of options available to make it so that anybody could pick up and play it. Yes. Um, which I think a lot of future games just didn't do, not even just Metroid. Um, particularly, yep. particularly with left-handed, because I'm left-handed, you know, and so is Kane. Um, yeah. so, like, I can't control, I can't use the stylus with my right hand. I can't frickin' do it. Um, yeah. it just doesn't work. So I would never have been able to play the game unless they had, they, they had, they had allowed the option to instead use the four face buttons as the D-pad and then use the stylus in your left hand. That's how I played the game. And suddenly, oh, left-handed people exist and can play our game. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. The Twilight Princess. Yeah, I do think a, um, I do think the aspect of accessibility for that game was actually really sweet. It, it, I, they did this a similar thing uh, with. I remember, I think I talked about this with Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, where like they added a left-handed or right-handed option, which I thought was really nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's always, I, it's always good to have accessibility. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, actually. Um, I haven't played Metroid Prime Hunters, but I did play, what was the demo version of it? First Hunt. Yeah, I did play that. Yep. Um, it, 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 that, that was, uh, that was something from my childhood that me and my brother and my cousin would play that together all the time, because the, the demo had multiplayer that you could use the download play in, I'm pretty sure, and man, we had so much fun. Yeah, I didn't have anybody to play it with so rip me uh all right um next on the list if you guys are all done oh right uh music was fine in in hunters i know we talked about accessibility but i will say that the actual controls of hunters were also pretty good um even considering if you were doing it left-handed like some people with the with the face buttons instead of the d-pads like I still felt like I had a pretty good amount of control, and I generally felt pretty, pretty fairly, pretty fairly treated by those controls. So, good on that game. All right. Uh, anything else, Sad Josh? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Next on the list is the, well, I would say the finale, but it's very clearly not anymore. Uh, the next game in the Metroid Prime series. Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I love Prime 3. I love Prime 3. I really loved Prime 3 when I played it. Um, it was I one can't of the... play Prime 3. I know you can't. Uh, I'm a bit more ambidextrous than Kane is. And I haven't played it's Prime not 3. Not even, so. It's not even just ambidextrousness. Well, you want to start? Well, I mean, I, well, it's not just that. It's it's because I can't, I can't sit close enough. Mmm, I see. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm basically nearsighted. 
Prime 3's whole thing um, is taking the Prime mechanics, but it's on the Wii. So they made it motion-controlled, where you control Samus's aim with the Wii motion, and you have the nunchuck to move around, and it's... It was the first time I played a game on the Wii where I felt like the motion control was actually done extremely well. Um, I liked Secret Rings, but it was kind of mixed in terms of its motion, like, responsiveness. But Prime 3 was fucking good when it came to, you know, moving, you know, aiming and moving around and, like, everything about it. Like, it was a good freaking game. It's a lot more action-focused than the first two Prime games, which I think is why some people are a little more hard on it. Um, it's definitely more focused on the action elements and the shooting rather than the exploration, like the first two. Um, that would actually explain a lot of why I'm not a big fan of it, too, even. Just yeah, that, that is definitely one thing I understand, um, when it comes to complaints about it, where it's, you know, it's not like the first two Primes, where it was still Metroid, it was still looking around and exploring and learning stuff, and so, like, the scan function is still there, but it's a lot more linear, um, it's a lot more of an action focus, and it's all about these the, the new motion controls. But in that element, it was so freaking good. Um, it did it, it you know it it did the motion control right. Um, visually, the game was fantastic. The music was awesome. Um, I liked the conclusion to the overall story, at least at the time of Metroid Prime. Um, it was I love that game. It's a great freaking game. Um, so I like 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 like, like it, it as a I would say I would say this it, even though it's the third in the trilogy if you are a person who's kind of up against the fence when it comes to Metroid because you're like I don't like exploring I don't like being confused and looking around play Prime Three then because Prime Three has a lot more balance towards the action direction where it's a lot more accessible to people who don't like the exploration part of the game. Um, because it's got such a focus on the combat and the action and the boss fighting and everything. And it's our, I think it's the first game in the series to have voice acting, too. Um, Samus still doesn't speak, but, but, the, but the other hunters you deal with do. Um, and that was cool because it helped tell the story a little bit better. And I, I really enjoyed um, the phase-on mechanics. That was a cool idea. Um... And just, it was it was a great Wii title. It was a great game. Um, definitely worth owning if you have a Wii. Alright. Uh, I already brought the Prime Trilogy collection. Is that worth talking about? Well, the only thing I will, I will point out about Prime Trilogy is just that it's the Prime games, but outside of three, which already had them, the first two suddenly had motion controls. So if you don't like that, I wouldn't say that's a good idea. That's where we're at. Where, where if you liked Prime 3's motion controls and thought that was really great but and want to play the first two like that, yeah, the collection's awesome. But if you don't, then don't. Because <laughs> I don't think, Kane, maybe you know this, I don't think there's a way to play it normally. No, there isn't. They, they didn't... Without... Not without motion controls. There are a lot of configuration options that you can do to make it a bit closer to it, but no matter what, you are required to use the motion controls. Yeah, there see, I don't no know how much I agree that. with that. I, I like the addition, but I feel like leaving the original controls intact would also have been nice. 
Um, also, as a fun fact to North Americans who might not know about it, the Wii collection, the Metroid Prime Trilogy, is not the first time that Metroid Primes 1 and 2 were given the Wii controls. Really? I didn't know yeah. this! Go on! They were released in, I think, both Japan and Europe uh, under the... I think it was called, like, the... the oh, what was it called again? There was, like, this specific... There, there was about, like, ten or so GameCube games that were re-released with Wii controls, and Primes 1 and 2 were two of those releases. And, um, so, so the, the versions that we got in the trilogy were previously released as separate things over in Japan and Europe. I actually do remember this. I remember the only other ones that I can think of at the moment were the first two Pikmin games. Yeah, those two had it as well. Uh, there was also one of the Mario Tennis games that got it. We actually got that one, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think I know what's next. Metroid Other M. Team Ninja. <laughs> I already did a review on my YouTube page, Darkness the Curse, just so we're clear, about Other M. And. I'm a little less hard on it in some ways because I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. But in terms of the overall Metroid games, in terms of looking at the whole series, it is easily the weakest Metroid game out of all of them. Um, it is a lot more focused on plot, which is fine, but a lot of the plot elements are things... I think part of the problem is that because this is the first time we've... we've we, like, like, first of all, Samus speaks. Um, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Um, the voice actress did a great job, but she talks a lot. Um, and people were like, I don't know why she's monologuing so much, which she did in Infusion, but she wasn't actually speaking. It was, you know, through text. Um, and there were a lot of stupid decisions when it comes to... Metroid always has a tradition where in the beginning of the, each game... Somehow, Samus gets depowered. In this game, this is like the only one where I'm looking at it and I'm like, technically speaking, she's never never depowered. She's literally just not authorized to use her advanced equipment. And in some regards, that makes sense. Like, the Super Bomb. It's a hostage situation, potentially a hostage situation. That, you know, Adam is like, you can't use that, it's too powerful. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Why, then, can I not use my non-offensive in any way, thermal, you know, various suit to not take damage when I go through the heat, the, the, the hot part of the station. Because Adam said so. Why did he say that? Because he said They went out of their way to add it! And I don't, there's no, like, 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 like the, the plot is that, you know, Samus, you know, or, uh, you know, Samus views Adam as the father she never had. Adam, you know, views, you know, cares about her in a lot of ways, you know, as, you know, one of his, you know, best recruits when she was in the military and, you know, you know, there's, they have a kind of a father-daughter thing going on here. But why then, if he, if that's the case, would he ever suggest she go through a, a, a climate that could potentially kill her when she has ready available protection that in no way affects the hostage situation? Because he said so. See, that's where, that's where we're freaking at. And that, the, the plot makes a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of the supporting cast just doesn't feel very, 
developed beyond Adam. And even there, it's a, it's a bit questionable. And that's not, you know, talking about the elements of the gameplay itself. Visually and audibly, I like the game. The music's still very good, and I think the game looks great. That's all fine. But they specifically programmed the game. Instead of taking advantage of the nunchuck, like Metroid Prime 3 did, by the way, and using analog control, they instead made the game exclusively controlled through a Wiimote turn sideways like a regular controller, which I've always hated, because unless we're using tilt controls, and the game doesn't, by the way, um, that, it's not a very good controller. It doesn't feel great in the hand. And, but you have to play the whole game that way, where you have to use the D-pad in a third dimension. Some of the game is 2D, and, and, and when it's 2D, it's all right. But as soon as the game flips to the majority of the time where it's 3D, suddenly... The, 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 you know, the fact that you're using a D-pad comes, you know, full circle, and it, and it feels very, very janky, very spotty, very difficult to, you know, to control. Combat is there, and it's, again, but it feels, it, it just doesn't feel as refined as we've been accustomed to, whether it be in Metroid Prime or even in the 2D Metroids. And in addition, they did add some first-person elements, kind of like Metroid Prime, where if you turn the Wii mode to face forward, suddenly you go first person. Two things about this. First of all, you have to do it a few times to scan things. The scan system is nowhere near as in-depth as the Metroid Prime series. But it is there, and sometimes you have to do it. The other thing is that the only time you're allowed to shoot missiles at all is in first person. Even in the midst of combat, you have to do it this way. And I still do not comprehend why that was ever a thing anybody even remotely considered past the stupid idea that someone made when they were drunk. Because why on earth should I have to go into first-person mode? By the way, you can't move while you're in first-person because there is zero nunchuck support. I need to be clear about that. Punt your feet, stop moving, and only then are you permitted to shoot missiles. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, and I'm, I'm going go to bring this up in the future, too, because there's another aspect to that that I have to bring up for a later one. But I also want to point out, and I don't know if they ever explain it, did you know you can dodge in first person? Kane. Kane, please, go on. Yeah, I don't think they ever explain it to you, but if you flick the Wiimote, Samus will dodge backwards. I hate this freaking game. <laughs> I've never played it, so I I have no comment. It's not. Oh, oh. It, it, it's not. It has its moments. The Ridley fight in this is actually one of the best Ridley fights in the whole series, in my opinion. Which is weird because that's the one part of the game that I always see memed is like when Samus sees she sees him and she's just I mean, like because we're not talking because we're not talking about the cutscene. We're talking about the fight itself. Yeah, okay. fight. The fight itself was great. The cutscene before. The problem with it isn't so much that she freaks out, because really did kill her parents. It's that she's freaked, she freaks out at this point in the story. Because Ridley is one of the most common, I think it's the most common recurring boss in the whole of Metroid. Probably, yeah. And at this point in the timeline, he has come back, let's see, um, she fought him in the first Metroid. That's where she had the right to freak out. And even the second time, I'll take it. You know, but we, you know, uh, then there's, then there's Super Metroid. There's Super Metroid. So at least three times. Uh, I'm not sure if it comes after Fusion. Or it it comes. Series. This comes before Fusion. 
Okay, what about the Prime series? Uh, Prime series, uh, Prime series does count. That's why I said at okay. least three. Because, well, no, it would have to be at least four because he he comes, but he he's in Prime one and Prime three. Um, Which, wait, and that's kind of weird to me because, like, in the first Prime game, like when she sees Ridley, she just like raises her arm cannon up at him, like I'm gonna kill you. And yeah, like, it's not. That's my point. Is that the freak out makes sense if this was the first or even second time she had seen him come back. You know, since her not. parents died. But this, at this point, her reaction should be, really? Yeah, like... Are Again? You- <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, I would say it depends on, like, what... Like, 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 okay. It depends on what story order the games are in. Like, 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 how do these games progress story-wise, you know? Because that, that would, that would determine how many times she's fought actual Ridley. She has fought Ridley, at least, to my knowledge. Is, is Ridley in Metroid 2? I think he is. I don't think so, no. No, he Metroid is. 2, is he, he? He's definitely in the check. remake. Let me check. Uh, let me check. Ridley, Metroid 2. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, he actually isn't. He was not present in the original Metroid 2. No, he was in Samus Returns, though. He was in Samus Returns. So, I guess since we count that, we have to count the new one as the new canon. We could say he was there, so we'll, we'll, I'll allow that, because it still, it still proves my point either way. So he was in, he was in Metroid, he was in Metroid 2, the, the remake of Metroid 2. Um, he was in Super, he was in Prime, he was in Prime 3. That's five times, at least, prior to Other M, that she has dealt with him. And Prime, if, 3, Prime 3 looks like chronologically comes after Other M, though. Does it? Yeah. Really? Fine. Four times. It doesn't matter. It's been more than twice. And her freakout doesn't make sense, but she's never done that before. I understand PTSD is relevant, and they were trying to humanize her, but at this, if this was a remake of the first game, I'd take that. That seems reasonable to me. I'd be okay with that, because it makes her more human. But this has been a long-standing resurgent where this dude just doesn't stay dead. And for her to freak out now doesn't really make sense, even from a mental health perspective. I feel like in Super, that was... I feel like, though, in Super, because I think Super was the last time that she fought Ridley here. Yeah. Um, that was, like, when she... Because, like, up until that point, I think... So so the first Metroid fighting Ridley, dead. Metroid Prime, you see Meta Ridley. And then Super Metroid, apparently it's just normal Ridley again. That That's... You you just fight normal Ridley in Super, right? Yeah, but to be fair, they hadn't. That was they, even though it's chronologically after, it wasn't thought of to make him a meta. You know, I, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's it, it it feels more like a story inconsistency for that than anything. But I I feel like that at that point, at least for with Meta Ridley, like Meta Ridley is dead at that point. I I feel like at the very least, Sam has probably finally felt. Like, okay, this is finally done after Super. Like, it's gone. You know, that's fair. I I, I, I can conceive where he where she's where she's like, you know, 
It's, it's definitely after Super, and, you know, she's like, okay, I finally killed him. He's gone. And then, all of a sudden, another M, you know, they accidentally cloned him, is basically what happened. And I do, I do adore little Ridley. Mm-hmm. Baby Ridley is so, like, like, he's cute, but he, you can tell this dude, this thing is evil. Like, cute, but so evil. And then, you know, he becomes, you know, so I, I, from that point of view, I get it. I do think people overplay the, you know, the freak out as being like, how dare you make Samus seem weak? And like, how dare you make her a person? It's, it's, it's no different than the Final Fantasy X laughing scene at this point. Yeah, there, there, you know, and I, and I get that, but also... From a design perspective, I have to acknowledge it is still, it's, it is still, it, it still, it still didn't make sense because her fur, Samus has never frozen up before. She's... I think it, I think it would have been fine if they had her freeze up and be surprised, but I don't think they needed to go as far as they did. And like, like, to be fair, she froze up in Metroid Zero Mission as well when she saw Ridley. That's true, if you think about it. Like, yeah, she's not voice actor, so you can't tell. But, you know, at that point, she still was like, <gasps> you know, because the control's taken out of your hands. Yeah. You know, you can't actually do anything at first. And it's like, well, why not? You know, it, to us, it's a classic 2D game mechanic. But if you think about it in that vein, that makes sense for her to see him and be like, you know, this is this is where all her trauma is rooted. You know, as a person, like, 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 Ridley is, Ridley ate her mom and dad! Yes. I, so, I get it, I do, but I also feel like Other M was not the time frame to do it. You know, if they were gonna do a 3D remake of the first or even, you know, the second game or the, you know, or Super or anything, really any other time, I'd take it, but not now. Um, and outside of that, the plot just feels kind of, kind of weak. And it just, I can't really when I'm that when it's down to it, I can't get over the gameplay. It just doesn't feel as refined or as fun as any of the other Metroid games. Um, I don't think I it's as I don't think it's this it's this awful awful thing because I think as a if it weren't for Nintendo's pedigree when it comes to delivering like the most quality games possible. I don't think it'd be hated so much. Because if anyone yeah. else had done this, you know, people would be like, this isn't as good, but it's still a fine game. Because it still isn't, like, the worst thing in the world. I play significantly worse. It's not buggy or anything. But compared to what we've had, and compared to what Nintendo usually delivers when it comes to their core franchises like Zelda and Mario, it's definitely underwhelming. I think especially after, like, you know, three solid entries in the Prime series, it's kind of like... Yeah, after, especially um, after Prime, uh, because this, you know, Prime, you know, whether, you know, love it or hate it, you know, up and down, depending on which one we're talking about, the Prime series, the first three games are all quality titles for what they are. And Other M is a significant downgrade compared to where we were at. Yeah. Alright, so should we I'm move not, on? I'm not I'm not sure I agree with that. And no, because I haven't really been able to talk about it yet. Go ahead, okay. Go ahead, um, go ahead. So my thing with other M is that I agree that I do not think it's that it's that its title is stupid. Sorry, go ahead. 
I don't think it's as bad as most people make it out to be. I agree with that. I think it's a lot better than that. Um, I can understand people's frustrations with it in a, in some ways, but a lot of the hate, a lot of the backlash, I just think was ridiculous. The 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 um, the, the kind of reactions that people were giving this game was insufferable. I feel like it was no different than what happened with Wind Waker, and. I, I'm just like, okay, this isn't critique anymore. This is a massacre. <laughs> there, is, there is, there is no, there is no level of intelligent conversation going on in this community right now about this game at, at launch. It was really bad because I think that the, I think the game has a lot of potential. I think that there's a lot of good ideas here that were just squandered by the Nintendo Wii, by the Nintendo Wii Moat, by, like Josh mentioned, Team Ninja. Um, Team Ninja! Sorry, go ahead. But I think the game is fun to play. I think the game functions enough to be entertaining. Uh, it has it, it has some it has some pretty rough edges around there with the first person. I think that was ridiculous. I think that no nunchuck support was insulting to the Nintendo Wii. Um... And I really did not mind the voice acting. Like, everyone was so angry about that. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I, th I think there's everything wrong with all you people, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought the voice acting was fine. It definitely was, you know, in no yeah. way did that bother me. That was the least of my concerns. And like, at the end of the day, like, what, what would you prefer? You know, you almost became a Samus sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Like, that never happened. But if it did, I'd have laughed my ass off. Uh <laughs> if Metroid Other M were given a second chance with a different developer behind it in order to fully flesh out like a proper third-person 3D Metroid game like that, I think it would be wonderful. Because I do think that there's a lot of good that Other M could give to the Metroid series as some kind of alternate view or something. There's just a lot of cool stuff done in it that people did not give the game enough credit for. It is a distinctive title in Metroid. It It is the only third-person 3D Metroid. I um, also think that Samus has never looked more badass than in Other M. She looked like, good. Like, her, her design was great. Not even her design. Can we talk about her fucking finishing moves? Like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like there, there, there were like I, I even in even in my review, I don't like the game, but I did, I did come to its defense in some ways. I think I do think it is very overhated. Um, I agree with that, and too, I stand yeah. by the fact that if this was any other developer, um, I don't think I'd be hated nearly as much. It's just that we were expecting something as, you know, jaw dropping as the original Prime game, which I also think is a problem with gamers. Though, if I may be honest, like. Welcome to I, I the just, hype train, where everyone's constantly disappointed. I know, so then stop boarding it. <laughs> like, like, like... Everyone just, does it! You gotta get on the, get on the damn train! CJ? Um... Like, like, we all knew, we all knew it was going to be a different Metroid experience. We all knew it was going to be an experiment. We all knew this going in, looking at all of the gameplay videos. It was really obvious. No, they said it was gonna be... Wait, what did they say? 
Nothing. They said nothing. They said they said they 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 they, they, they showed off gameplay and said this is what we're working on, and everyone liked it until they actually played it. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Teddy, did I, you it, want to say something? I haven't played Metroid other other M. You look uh, like you wanted to talk. Thing, All right, go ahead. Look, the only thing I have to mention is that like the only things I've seen people complain about like, again. The one thing I always see people complaining about is the one cutscene where she gets afraid of Revly, and then the other complaint I always hear about is the fact that most of the attempts to humanize her didn't really work very well. That's um, what people say. But, yeah, I, I haven't played it myself, so disagree I Disagree, hard disagree, you know. on the basis that at no point during the entire series up until this time did they ever try to humanize her! She didn't yeah. freaking talk! I, yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, there are ways you can... There are ways, but for the most part, she was a mute, you know, badass. Yeah. That was it. The the most human thing we saw her do was save some of the, those, those surviving creatures. Yeah. Um, that was the, you know, that was the one element that we saw where, you know, she has a softer side, which is great, but, but outside of that, it's been, I am Samus, I am Bounty Hunter, Space pirate go boom. Like, that's uh, yeah. where we've and, been at. Um, yeah. and, and and I think, ultimately, the thing with me and Metroid Other M is that one of the reasons I've never touched it over the years is because I... Excuse me. I am totally going to admit this. I have been spoiled rotten by the Prime games. Um, even if I've just played the original. It's I know not there's, a Prime game! <laughs> okay, but listen. Listen. No. You, 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 go on. Well, now you said no, so I don't want to continue. Anyway, the reason the, the reason I said that is because uh, I know I'm probably not going to like another Metroid game as much as the original Prime, and that's kind of why I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to like Prime, and I'm going to keep comparing it to Prime, even though it's not like Prime, but you know what I mean. You know, like, uh, If it weren't think, for the first-person mechanics, I'd say it wasn't even trying to be Prime. It's trying to be its own thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I I know. But and, they had the first and, person mechanics, which just nothing but remind me of Prime, uh, <laughs> which was yeah. kind of a kind of a bad call, if you ask me. And also, I just can't get by the idea of controlling a game in a 3D space with a D-pad. I think legitimately the only game I've ever played that did something like that. You spoiled well, rotten little Super baby Mario boy. 64 DS. Okay, but listen, Super Mario 64 DS actually controlled well with Fam, 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 fam. I grew up with an original PlayStation. We didn't have analog controls at first. Fair enough. You know nothing. I mean, I've... I've, Nothing about this. But I will give you the point that the fact that nunchuck support is in no way a function is the stupidest... That is is actually what annoyed me. The stupidest thing they could have done. Like making it playable on a single Wiimote is one thing, but not having the option. Yeah, I mean, why? Like, if you look at if you look at like other games that were released around the same time, you had like New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which gave you a ton of different control options. Um, and then you have Metroid Other M, which is just like one Wiimote, one Wiimote to rule them all, and it's like it, no, give me nunchuck support. Kane, I don't give think you were finished. Something, you know. I honestly don't think that other M controls that bad on a D-pad. For what it is and what it was trying to do... It works fine. It works fine, but I think we can both agree that 
nunchuck support would have been really, really nice. It would have been it would have been the only way to go, to be blunt, because it, it I agree it's absolutely stupid, and primarily due to the fact that wow, it's almost like if you used nunchuck support, you would have <gasps> two extra buttons. And that's the reason that I brought up that like I like I agree. I'm the one person on the planet who likes how Mario 64 DS controlled, but at the same time, that game was built around the idea of only using a D-pad because they didn't have any other option. Like, what are you going to do? Use the touch screen? Kane, Kane, I'm sorry, Kane. Are you suggesting that with the nunchuck support, you wouldn't have had to use first person to shoot missiles? Mm. I'm also saying that if you wanted to use first person for any of that, you could have hit a toggle button. And this is why I know I'm probably going to have troubles with the game, which is why I haven't played it. Missiles don't come into play that often in the game. The game is built around the idea that missiles are going to be limited. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will say that like, but, if I ever... If... But it's just weird feeling when missiles have been such a crucial component of a lot of, of, of every other Metroid game. Like, the missile upgrade, you know, it, they do more damage! Like, it's also, a... Teddy... Also, Teddy, I gotta say, I don't think you've ever shown your FPS harder than with that statement. <laughs> I don't think you have ever showed your FPS harder than by saying that I don't think I will like another Metroid game more than Prime, despite basically every other Metroid game being completely different. I liked the other Metroid games, though. He did. That's true. He does like Fusion. I like Fusion. I don't hate 2, and I like another one coming. I Also, I love Zero Mission, so... You know, you it's not like he can't play... You know, yeah, give him some credit. It's not like he only plays Prime, but... But, I, I, but I, think, I think what he's trying to say, and I agree, Other M went out of its way with the, with, the, with, with the fact that you can go first person to remind us of Prime. Yeah, And, and if it and didn't do least... that, I wouldn't... I wouldn't worry about it. But the fact that I can go into first person, be reminded of what Prime was like, and then realize that even when you're in first person and as limited as it is, like even moving around, it doesn't feel as as, as fluid as Prime Three. Oh, I agree. Hands so it's down. like fact- you know, you know, it's not even doing that limited element of first person well, and reminding me of a game that was far and away better. I mean, if you liked Prime Three, to be fair. <laughs> even even if it wasn't Prime Three, even if it was any of the, either of the other two, like the point is that it went out of its way to to to, to, to kind of you know immortalize and th- you know be a nice throwback to Prime. And I, on a paper, that sounds good. But when the core mechanics don't feel as refined as those games, all it does is remind us of games that we would rather be playing. So it doesn't yeah. do itself any favors. I agree with that, because, like, the frickin' first person was worthless. Like, the fact that they did that at all was just bad game design, just in general. The fact that they, the fact that there was no external controller support, or that there was no nunchuck support, just, if that game controlled on a standard controller, it would have been a million times better. Yeah, I agree. Have a Game 2 controller support, it's a frickin' Wii game, have... You know, the classic controller, have nunchuck. Just have the freaking nunchuck. Every single Wii ships with at least one of those. It's not a multiplayer game! Yeah. <laughs> everyone, unless you broke it, which is not my problem, everyone has a nunchuck. 
okay? Prime 3 worked exclusively with the nunchuck. You can't tell me that you're worried about people not being able to access, uh, you know, the Metroid series when the last game in the series, which sold well, operated exclusively with that function. Yeah. I, God, I don't have anything else to add to that. I, I... It was a misstep in the series. Let's go we, with that. And we wouldn't have another... I would still rather play it than the first two. <laughs> and, 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 and we wouldn't have another, like, proper Metroid, proper Metroid game in the series, new proper Metroid game in the series for another over ten years. But we did have some... Was it that long? Yeah, Metroid Other M was released in 2010, and the one we're going to talk about last... Oh my god, Other M came in 20, out in 2010. Jesus, Mary and Joseph... I I don't know. I, I feel like it hasn't been that long. Like, anyway, go on. What's the next game? So, in 2016, we got Metroid Prime Federation Force. <laughs> we, are we really going to talk about this? I will. Go ahead. I go ahead. I because I think it, you might ahead. be the only person on the planet that will, that will offer, you know, a constructive viewpoint of this game. Because even prior, honestly, this game was dead on arrival. The fact that what, with, with what they were trying to do... With the actual everything about it, everyone, every single soul, looking at it, and even me, I'll agree. I'll admit this. I was, I couldn't be less interested. But, but, Kane, go on. So my thing with Federation Force is I don't think I've ever seen, like, like I think we talked about it before with other M, but, um. Congrats, Metroid fandom. You got worse. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but did you know that they tried to make a petition to get that game canceled? I did. I did. I didn't I, sign it, but I did. I did. I was I, aware of it. And I, that I, think I remember that now. Actually, that is a level of petty, pathetic bullshit. That I have never seen another fandom reach. And it is insulting to what ultimately is a pretty good multiplayer game that, and, and I'm gonna be blunt with this one pretty hard. You're not playing Samus. You're playing as the Federation. Now, art style wise, is it a problem? Yeah. Yeah, I agree it is. I think artistically it's pretty bad. But you know what? I've seen, I, I've, I've played ugly games that are well praised, Skyrim. And <laughs> I think that Federation Force gameplay wise looks really interesting and unique. I think it is a game that I have always wanted. A multiplayer puzzle game with some action. I think that's awesome. The controls look like, the, the, the controls look a lot like the old school Prime games, which is really awesome. They added a lot of additions. They had a lot of cool features in there. I honestly think that this game is good. The problem with Federation Force wasn't the fact that it was released. It was the fact that it was released at the time it was. Which was... I, this was 2016, I think? Yep, six years after Other M. I got a single Metroid game in between. Ah, I think I see where this is going. Go ahead, Kane. That was the problem. That was the problem with Federation Force. It's not the fact that Federation Force exists. It's the fact that the last game that we got was Other M. 
and no one liked Other M. If yeah, because if it had come out like between Primes two and three, yes, I think it would be you know you know it's it's a spinoff title. It is pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and and you're playing the fed, and, and everyone's like, oh, you're not alone. Yeah, no shit, dumbass. You're playing the Federation. I don't need friends. I do everything like, by myself. I'm hardcore. Like, conceptually, do you people not understand why that sounds dumb as shit? See, the problem with me in Federation Force, and this is the main reason why I didn't pick it up, was because I saw that it was heavily reliant on multiplayer, and I was like, I have nobody to play this with. And then and I just... I agree I, with you on. And, 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 and then I just dipped out, because I, I don't remember if this came before or after Triforce Heroes, but I was like, I am not risking that again. I, I I'm kind of on that level where, like, even Prime Hunters, as, you know, as multiplayer-focused as it was, still had a single-player experience. Yeah. Whereas it's pretty clear that Federation Force almost requires, you know, to, to really to really actually enjoy it, you need to have at least one other person with you. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. You know, I think I think that that is correct. That this game was a bit more heavily reliant on the multiplayer, which was another one of its downfalls. At least, at least, um, hunters had a single player, uh, but like both Triforce Heroes and Federation Force are, they are multiplayer games at the end of the day, which was the downfall. That's why I haven't even like fully gotten into it yet. I don't have people to play it with. Like, well, it to sucked. be fair, I don't think anyone that bought the game had anyone to play it with because nobody wanted it. Um, I know because man, because I it, you know, it, like you said, your your point about the fact that it came out after Other M was 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 spot on because after Other M, everyone was expecting okay, we didn't like this for the most part. It was flawed. We want you know Metroid to go you know we we want a, you know a, a a good you know Metroid game, and then they're like, all right, you know, here's a spinoff that has nothing to do with anything you want. And, again, and it's TV, and it, and it has a horrible art style. And, uh, and, and and again, I will say this again: six years with no Metroid stuff whatsoever. Yeah, it um, it was ba- it, the, the the timing couldn't have been worse for a game like this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad game. I'm sure it's not. It's, uh, it's probably very yeah. fun. Um, it's just the the timing and the fact that. You know, it, it requires, you, you, you know, you, Other M burned a lot of people. And, and, it and, did? You know, and made people, you know, not really care about the series. You know, to expect people to pick up a spinoff that requires multiple people to play it with. I, I, I can't, th- I can't fathom a, a worse possible decision. Um, You know, it, it probably should have been, you know... I would I I would say it should have been held back a, a constant iteration until they got an actual Metroid game out. Agreed. Um, if they'd done that, it probably would have been fine. I think Federation Force also would have done like it would do better now on the Switch. I think as yeah. like a as like a free to play game. And I find it weird that like at the time, like Metroid fans were making more people happy with with something than the actual, you know, publishers themselves. Yeah. Um, Amtuar? Yeah. We're not going to discuss Amtuar because it's not considered part of the series, but... Fair fair enough. um, Amtuar is definitely, you're right, um, is a quality, 
quality delivery in terms of a game. Um, yeah. The the guy who did it did a great freaking job. Yeah. Um, season desists aside. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kane, do you have anything else to add about Federation Force? Nope. Okay, moving on to the year afterwards. Oh, oh, you know what? No, no, I have one more thing. I have okay. one more thing. Oh, okay, continue, uh, continue, continue. Not only, not only was Federation Force poorly timed, they started it with Blast Ball. You want to elaborate on that? Metroid Prime Federation Force's trailer basically began with Metroid Prime Blast Ball, which was a soccer minigame. That's how Federation Force was essentially introduced. Was through Blast Ball. This is like freaking Mega Man Soccer all over again. I think Wii Music was more warmly received than anything about this. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty it was pretty bad. And they did they did in fact release a demo for Federation Force. It was only for Blast Ball. Oh my god. Let's just move on. This yep. is a disaster the more we talk about it. Oh no. So this is where Kane's gonna be upset. Uh, the next one was Samus Returns on the it, 3DS. Yeah, Metroid Samus Returns, which is a remake of Metroid 2. So before anyone speaks, I've never played this myself, but neither have I. Outside of Kane, <laughs> who will be permitted to say to 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 plead his case on this, I've heard it's actually all right. It looks very good for a 3DS title. I like the idea. It you know it has it has elements that you know it, it's it's you know it's it's back to basics for Metroid. And I think that's good, but I haven't played it myself, so I don't know for sure. Kane, what do you think about oh. Samus Returns? Oh my lord, this is gonna be fun. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Metroid Other M's control scheme with the first person missile shooting was put into a regular Metroid game? <laughs> Oh, here we go. I forgot that you that, 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 that they did that shit again for whatever reason. See, this is my problem with Samus Returns. Um, dear anyone who is going to argue against me on this one, go play them again, <laughs> and then play it again, and tell me, and tell me with a straight face through your lying mouth. <laughs> That the GBA Metroid games are clunky. <laughs> because you're wrong. <laughs> I, I am not someone who's against bringing a series forward with technological advancements and making things better but in order to do that you need to make them better and i do not think that samus returns controls well i think that that is the clunkiest metroid game i have ever played in the history of metroid and at this point i would honestly include all three of the worst considered metroid games in the franchise in that running so, Federation Force, Other M, and, and Return of Samus? Metroid 1, Metroid 2, and Other M. Oh, okay. Federation, Federation Force is a spinoff. We're going to ignore that. Yeah. Um, so, those three, 
I think Stamus Returns is more clunky than all of those because it peels away all forms of solid fluid control that you had before in place of a clunky aiming system. They, they, they took the worst aspects from Contra 1 and Resident Evil 4 and put them into a Metroid game, which up until this point for 2D Metroid, even other M controlled more fluidly than this. Because at least, at least with the missiles, at least with the missiles, it was so few and far between. But with Samus Returns, the aiming that made you stick your feet on the ground was so constantly needed. Because it was the only way to do it when you were standing still. With any other of the 2D Metroid games, you just held the L button and shot upward. You're done. That's all you did. And then you moved along. But in, in, in Samus Returns, it's so clunky and so hard to control. I do not like how Samus Returns controls, period. And there was no configuration options. There was no way to change how it works. There was no way to do classic controls in a proper way that felt good. Well, so you really don't like the game is what game. I'm getting. You really do not like Samus Returns. Okay. Very insightful. Well, like Teddy and I said, we never played it, so we can't really offer any kind of counter to that. Other than the fact that a lot of people do seem to like it. Um, it looks very nice. I'm sure the music's good. Um... Oh yeah, I don't. I don't have very many complaints visually and musically. Did the only thing I have visually is it's a 3DS game. It doesn't look very good for a 3DS game. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it looks very good. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think and, we. I think we can move forward. And yep. and uh, the last Metroid game to be released, the recently released Metroid Five or Metroid Dread. No one calls it Metroid 5. It's literally called Metroid 5 in either the trailers or the title screen. No so one calls it doing that. Okay, well, whatever. I'm doing it. Okay, so I did it. All right? I did it's it. It's Do I not count as a person? No. <laughs> I don't know what you expected wow. me to say to that. You, okay. you, you stepped right out in front of that train, and I ran you right over without hesitation. You <laughs> knew I was going to do that. You had to know. How long have you known me? You think I would have hesitated? Come on now. Metroid Dread for the Nintendo Switch is a game that has been very warmly received, but I personally have yet to play it because I have bills. That's where we're at. Um, so I will leave the floor mostly open to the other two idiots here because they have very, very differing opinions on this. And I look forward to seeing them kill each other. Fight. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it, Teddy. Uh, okay, Metro Dread is probably my favorite game released out of this entire year. Okay, kill him. I'm, I'm, I am not exaggerating when I say that I love Metro Dread so much. It was, it brought back the feeling of 2D Metroid that I loved. I thought it was super, like for, like for. A new, you know, game that they hadn't done, you know, like they hadn't done a new 2D Metroid game since Zero Mission in, you know, it was it was 15 years. It, like, it, this was originally a canceled DS project that they literally, like, resurrected and brought back, and it's this good. Um, the game looks basically perfect. I think it looks gorgeous for the Switch. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. The 
the one thing that I actually legitimately love about Metroid Dread is its subtitle, which is Dread. And I think the Emmys, if you play this game late at night... The Emmys have a song, stupid name, by the way. Whatever. I can't, regardless. I can't take, I can't, I can never mentally process a, vi- a, a villainous, intimidating, scary thing being called an Emmy. But they weren't originally intended to be villainous. That's the thing. But they are. They were. They were originally designed for. They, they were originally designed for the Federation's use, and then they went rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Federation are so are so redeemable. That's why they have giant head syringes. So here's what I'm also going to say: is that that actually is probably my favorite part of the entire game. I giant love- head syringes. Well, the enemies themselves. <laughs> I. Love, I, I I mean, hey, who doesn't like a good giant head syringe? <laughs> I'm just gonna say you're never gonna hear me say that again. Teddy likes long life. shafts. Anyway, go on. Continuing. The Emmys actually made the game legitimately scary at times. Like, if you turn off all the lights, played in the middle of the night, it was it like it is borderline a horror game at that point. Um, I think the Emmys were a great inclusion. And I think that the fact that they were as unstoppable as they were really emphasized the fact that Samus was up against something that was much more powerful than she was. They were trying um, to, re- to, to redo yeah. the SAX, but I feel like the Emmys fall a little short because the SAX literally is you. Yeah, I do agree with that. I don't. And the Emmys are, as... are called Emmys. Yeah, I I don't agree. I do think that the SAX was a lot more intimidating, but I also do think that the Emmys, in terms of the way that like they stalk you around and hunt you, is legitimately scary. I think they should um, get an award for that. For what? He thinks the Emmy should get an Emmy. Kane, I hate you. Anyway. <laughs> um, I thought it was fairly know, obvious the whole time. I was resisting I, the I, urge I, to do it myself, frankly. I, I, was, uh, I, I, I wasn't thinking of that. Shut up. Anyway, so I love the exploration. Like I said, game looks gorgeous. Soundtrack is, is really good. Um, I thought the improvements to the controls were actually really nice. I liked, you know, what they did for the 3D movement. Um, I liked that there's no stupid gimmicky first-person BS. Um, it was just, it was a 2D Metroid game. It's a 2.5D game. It's not a Prime game. 2.5D, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I love, I love Metroid Dread. I legitimately don't think I can think of a single other game that came out this year that I liked more. Um, off the top of my head, nothing is coming to mind. I adore Dread. I think it really is like it's it's like the definite point of like yes metroid is back um and i also think that anyone worth their salt who's a metroid fan should try this one out and now i will pass it off and i will i will pass it off to mr kane over here who will proceed to murder me so two things one just like other m dread's not a prime game so Irrelevant for the first person, in my opinion. Anyway, secondly, um, most of that I agree with. But my really? god, I fucking hate the controls. <laughs> of course. So, so I've actually, I've actually been watching a couple of cutscenes here and there, and, uh, and I've, I've seen a few things of the actual story. I fucking love it. Mostly. There's a couple of things that bother me, but it's very minor stuff that I, that would probably even be explained the more, like, if I, if I, if I watch someone play through the game in its entirety, from start to finish, 
I would probably be completely down with the story because like it's it is really really awesome musically visually exploration wise abilities everything is fine I love it the that kind of stuff is great but hot damn do I hate the Samus Returns controls and now I get the feeling that if I had played Samus Returns, I probably would have liked it. Yeah, I know. Go for it if you want. I hate it. I can't stand, <laughs> I can't stand either of these games for, for simply the controls. Which sucks, by the way, because this game is awesome. Like, Metroid Dread is definitely the game we needed. And yes, personally, I don't like it. But you know what? I'm not going to complain about it that much in terms of us getting it. I'm happy people are liking it. I'm happy it's bringing Metroid back. Damn it, I love Metroid. Let's get some more in here. I am happy that this series is still going because it is a great series that deserves so much love. So, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like like that that this opinion of mine means anything ultimately to anyone other than me. But I just wish that both this game and Samus Returns had a configuration of some kind. I wish I could play this game with a, with a classic Metroid control scheme. I want my 45 degree angle control. I want to be able to, I just want to play it like a normal Metroid game. Because once again, anyone who thinks that zero mission is clunky, you're lying. I, and I'm going to agree with Kane on this one. Um, I don't think there's a single thing about either about Zero Mission or Fusion that controls badly. Yeah, nothing about it controls bad. So I see no reason outside of forced progression that they had to not give you an option to play it with a normal control scheme for I, Metroid. I, I will ask your opinion on this because I actually rather like the parry mechanic. I hate it. it. Really. <laughs> I hate the parry. It's so fucking bad. I like, I spoke I spoke with Matt about this actually. Uh, Regional no. for those listening, because um, he enjoyed Dread. Um, yeah. But he he he's he, he's very he. The reason he and I are one of the well one of the many reasons why he and I have been friends for so long is he's very good at explaining things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's very detail oriented, mm-hmm. and his whole thing with the parry is this: it looks really cool. Um, but. There are points in the game you get to where the parry is actually required yes. to deal with a situation. Yes. And he hates that. <laughs> yes. It's it's not so much the parry as a function. Because if you can do it, it's cool. Like it's great. Like I like 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 you know, you know, I agree with that. I like I like the idea that, you know, it's something that you can do. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. Samus should be capable of doing that. That's totally fine. The issue is that there are points in the game where you absolutely have to do it. And it w- and and you know what's worse? That was actually worse in Samus Returns. See, here's my thing with the parry mechanic: is that I kind of agree, but I also do- don't kind of agree because I do agree with the aspect of like, yeah, there's parts in the game later on where it's basically required to progress. But my issue mainly comes with the fact that I think at the points that he might be describing is when I'm not going to spoil anything for people who haven't played the game yet. But there's a specific. Uh, enemy that shows up that has very iffy attack styles and it likes to get close to you and it'll either do an attack that you can parry or an attack that you cannot and it basically takes off half your health points if it does that one. So it's a bad enemy. Cool. 
Yeah. And I will I will agree that that is probably like the one aspect I don't like. Basically, every other enemy has a really well uh, choreo or not is it choreographed? Is that the word I'm thinking of? Um, or no. telegraphed? Te telegraph. Yes. Telegraph. Thank you. Um, has a really well telegraphed attack that even comes with like a little like of of like uh, white, you know, like a white circle that says "Hey, very now." Yeah. Every other enemy doesn't change up their attacks like that. But there's that one enemy, like probably. I want to say like two through two thirds or three quarters away through the game that doesn't that, follow that rule set. Yeah, it's a dickhole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and it is and it is the most annoying enemy in the entire game, and that I will absolutely agree with. Yeah, because uh, like and, and like and like again for the parry mechanic, I wouldn't mind if it was something that you could just do, but the fact that but the fact that it becomes it becomes a to to use a Ninja Gaiden idea, it becomes the it becomes the the. The raining blood combo, where it's just okay, just abuse it to win because it's so overpowered. See, and, I'm gonna disagree least, with that with that comparison, and I will as well. And the reason I say that is because not only does not every enemy in the game offer a parryable attack, but on top of that, there's a lot of enemies where parrying their attack is not only difficult but is very detrimental to try. It's really it, it, in many instances. It is supposed to be used as a last resort. I was talking about uh, Samus Returns in this instance. Oh, okay. The <laughs> other issue, the other issue I want to point out though, is that um, Bloody Rain, Raining Blood, whatever it is, and Ninja Gaiden. It wasn't so much that it, you didn't need it, it, the, the issue I have with the parry. It seems, especially particularly with Dread, um, is that it's a requirement. That combo with the Scythe and Ninja Gaiden Two was in no way required. Um, it was just. It, it just, because the issue was that because Ryu stayed in the air so frickin' long, the AI did not know how to address it. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. In Samus Returns, the parry is broken, but it also slows down the game to a crawl because because you have to wait for the enemy. Because, honestly, you are using a pea shooter. You are using a pea shooter in Samus Returns. Your bullets do nothing to enemies. It's ridiculous for how little damage you do to things. And, and like, it's so frustrating because at that point it's like, okay, so basically every enemy encounter boils down to wait for it to attack, parry, shoot it up its butt until it dies. Every enemy. Now, now, now in Dread, it sounds like they fixed that for the most part. Um, ask me any questions about Dread. I will answer them. But, they still didn't fix it all the way. It still has problems in Dread with it, with the parry. A, a few, yes. Yeah. So that's not, what I'm saying. Like what I'm saying is that in Sam's Returns it was broken, but it's less broken in Dread, but it's still to a point irritating because it, a little. Yeah, they're still not using it right. <laughs> yeah, it, and and I will say that like I I never found there was a really Okay, there, there was one enemy that I actually found I almost always needed to use the parry on because their flying patterns were obnoxious, um, which were these, like, flying, like, big, white, uh, bird, moth-looking things. Um, they dive-bomb you constantly, and the parry is normally the only way you can let- you just- you hit them, and then- and then you shoot them, because when you parry something in Dread, uh, you can just press the shoot button, and Samus will automatically lock onto whatever it is you just parried. Gotcha. Um, which I actually think that's a great, uh, system. You don't even need to, like, plant your feet on the ground. You just press the shoot button. She's like, bang, 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 you know? It was, she, it, yeah, it was yeah. basically a cutscene in Samus Returns. 
Yeah, no, in, in, in Dread, not only is it, like, a split second to parry something, but also, like I said, a lot of enemies don't have parryable attacks. Although I will agree, there's one aspect of Samus Returns that it sounds like they did not fix from Dread, which is that there are a lot of enemies that are basically bullet sponges, and I kind of hate that. Um, are, are things still God? Well, okay, but here's the thing. There's, it, it makes sense for what they are. Like, in, what's... What's the common, like, heat area in Metroid called? Uh, whatever. Norfair. Doom. Norfair. Thank you. No, it's not Doom. Damn um, but, <laughs> but, but, but in those areas, there are, like, these mining, like, robot things that take, like, probably, like, five missiles to kill. But if you try to shoot them with, a, with your bullets, it takes, like, 20. And it's... And that's really a normal enemy? No, it's only really in that one area. So it's a one-time thing. No, there's more than one of them. It's just they're only in that one area of the game. Okay, so it is... Okay. Metroid has never had bullet sponge enemies. That's never been a thing. Unless they're bosses. Yeah, unless they're bosses. In which case, yeah, it's a boss. I expect it to be a bullet sponge. That's the point. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm going to have to cut us off because I think we're running short on time. All right. Gotcha. Um... That I think that, I, I think we've addressed most things. Like I don't want because I, I don't want Teddy. I don't want you to get too hyperactive about tricks. I don't want to spoil everything for for people. Yeah, it sounds like right, you really yeah, like yeah. it, Kane. You know, yeah. your issue seems to be the controls. But you know, we acknowledge. I haven't played it yet, so I can't say anything. But we acknowledge yeah. that this is a good thing for the series. And yeah, absolutely. Per- and personally, like my whole thing here is this. I just really want Metroid Prime Four. Same. <laughs> I do too. Desperately. Uh, Retro Studios has knocked out of the park every single time they touch the series. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. And I desperately, you know, you know, we never... I think Metroid Prime 4 in particular is a game that we probably wouldn't have gotten if not for Other M. Yeah. Because, you know, Other M was so poorly received that, you know, Nintendo was like, Retro, I know you finished this and it was supposed to be a trilogy, but can, can you do it again? Uh... <laughs> Because you're good at this, and I, I, I do, I, I really want to see what they come up with this time. I'm hoping it's going to be something, you know, something awesome. Um, the fact that Same. the fact that motion controls really aren't a major element anymore, um, probably means that we we're going to go back to one and two, uh, when it comes to Metroid Prime. Yeah, and we haven't had that for a really long time. And 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 as a side note, I would like to add as an additional thing, um, uh. And obviously, this is not going to affect anything. But please look to Recore to how to do a modern Metroid Prime. Please look to Recore for its control scheme because that is how that's how it should be done. That is awesome because I think that there is a I think that with with how controllers have advanced, please do not make it a standard shooter. Please don't make it a standard shooter. That's all I'm asking. We will see what they come up with. It's retro, and they've done this before, so I have faith. Yes. Yeah. But, and, uh, and, 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 and the last thing I'll say is that if you are a, a Metroid fan and you are hungry for some more Metroid stuff, go buy Metroid Fusion. It is worth every penny you will pay for it. Or, or Metroid Dread, excuse me. I mean, if you haven't played Fusion, do that too. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> but if, you, have you, if, are you a Metroid fan and haven't played Fusion? Get out of here. Yeah, no, you go no, out no, right no. there right now and get yourself a hold of fusion this instant. <laughs> but, 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 if, but 
if you have a Switch and are hungry for some Metroid, play Dread. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny you paid for it. To be fair, it's about the only thing you can buy of Metroid right now, like, brand new, that will support the developers. So, fair. yeah. Fair please, 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 please buy Metroid Dread. From... From someone who does not like it, please buy Metroid Dread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, this concludes episode four of the DTC Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I am Darkness the Curse, your host. With me again was Teddy on the spot. You can find him on YouTube under that name. And Kane Oblivion, who doesn't do anything. So, uh, except talk about stuff. Because he's a nerd. <laughs> We're not nerds. We, I'm just running an entire podcast about video games, but I'm not a nerd! Ladies. <laughs> anyway, till next time, this is Darkness, and I bid you all a fond farewell. So long, people. Later.